Welcome to the Marxist Think Tank podcast, an attempt to look at the world from a class-conscious perspective and to build. To get in between people and food, the basic necessities of life. And I want to bring back this very, very simple and core concept. We should have a global campaign in the United States and every corner of the world to completely get rid of every single form of hunger. Let's do that. Let's have that very, very clear, very, very basic and human and universal goal for every single human on this planet. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I could tell you as someone, when directly asked about the issue. Take a listen to what happened. Before you, you see Nazbol Ghoul, Caleb Maupin, talking to Jody Brown. you know, if, if transphobia and all of those things are linked... You cannot to allow the bourgeoisie to impose this divisive ideology so upon us. the majority of her argument on this point dodges the central issue that... Gen- of, uh, of addressing their, you know, gender dysphoria in many cases. You're right? an adult. You are what you think you are. Now, this is totally with not about human rights, but rather about ideology. Your opinion is enough to make some people incandescent with rage. Does the material zones that their belief manifests in changing their biology? The transgender issue to be an issue of human rights. Transgender reality that that material reality is rather than as a matter of materialism. As a matter of simple reality... It wasn't me who invented dialectics. I'm a firm adherent of it. It was the revolutionary teachings of Karl Marx. We can't use material analysis to determine how someone feels in their brain. To the streets of New York City to march for trans rights. It's a human construct. It's what makes gods. Okay? Transgender... In the United Kingdom attacked as red browns and nazbols. There's no value in terms of science. If we want to talk about the material conditions, we want to talk about what is an idealist and then suggest that the materialist side is always correct and the idealist side... According to Mr. Thought Slime... ...between men and men exist. They're not imaginary. They're not a... This guy very, very clearly agrees with her. Even if he's not coming out of sexuals, would, would you would you say that? Well, I don't believe homosexuals can really determine- materialism can help you feed the homeless. It can't tell you people dying of, of starvation or making apologetics for someone else's oppression. The people who push this transgender ideology have tried to make. I consider her to be a pretty shitty fucking communist for lying or just denying the science. There is now numerous studies. This is something that is well documented within the realm. The idealist side is always wrong. Is not exactly dialectical thinking, especially. Go to NYU to learn about these abstract gender it theories. That you must- They're talking about gender stereotypes. Just, you know, he's trying to reframe the discussion from being of materialism. Psychology, of a- if you look into it, we have actual CAT scans of people and certain Whatever areas. You would of the brain. intuit based on things you saw around. Material analysis Intellectuals. is good. And them standing up against the mob in her tirade, I'd say deliberately, because she later says that she understands but about an ideological question of which she has a very specific view. Different kinds of gender identities. So yes, we can actually demonstrate with peer review. Look at how this is kind of garbage philosophy. Abstract gender theories that you must immediately agree with, or else you're the equivalent of Adolf Hitler. Something. It's true. We've all got our own reality. Of, you know, We've all got our reality. 
being one where you know these people's identities are, are some whether or not people actually experience gender dysphoria whether or not they experience arbitrary effect Ms. Brar went ahead and conceded when she started talking when Bosch tried to gotcha me and paint me as a transphobe in our recent debate about tankies and their role in the left how do you feel about transgender talking to Jody Brar of the Communist Party Great Britain and I can't believe that people say this guy is very smart I mean I, I never do live stream issue which is causing genuine confusion not only in our party but our party is a great gender. inflection the way we perform masculinity or femininity is very the opposite of materialism it says I think therefore I identity is just ideology see the fact that the fact that he frames the fact material that, reality and we have to ask ourselves do we think that a material reality exists is not the one that they would prefer and since gendered expectations are opposed by progressive forces now not only have I always taken this of our own feelings yes can't dispute that are you wrong but you deserve to be beaten up that's basically what he's arguing here democratic centralism you know uh, all of this especially when the materialist side just so happens to be whatever you would intend and sometimes you gotta do that sometimes it's a societal construct she's wrong in so many ways but I mean even if he's not coming out and saying he very clearly gives you Jody Bra like would you apply this kind of logic to uh, homelessness is good for a lot of things it can help you build a bridge or man casting off their bigoted ideas standing arm in arm fighting back against the billionaires and bosses seizing control of the means of production and reorganizing There almost is no place for the average peasantry. So, like, if we think about like the kind of um, the Leninist idea of the Marxist-Leninist, etc., etc., idea of you know the people being the creator of the world, uh, or like a creator of history, the co-creator of everything that happens in the world, right? And therefore, like the real force that's driving history is the economic and intellectual progress of the masses of people, right? And therefore, like in order for for people to fulfill their own destiny and identity, and kind of to reach like actualize actualization of these groups of people, they have to um they they have to like have a opportunity to be able to fulfill their own destiny, right? Which was never given in history. That's like diving into theory, yada yada yada, etc. etc. But once you get to a point where these specialists no longer like have anything uncertain to be uncertain about with all the psych um, conditioning manipulation stuff, then like that like more than anything else the ultimate refutation to Marxism or any kind of scientific analysis of anything at all whatsoever from you know an objective standpoint if you get rid of that then like there is no hope there is no future for a pure humanity quote unquote pure in the sense of like like its progress in its destiny not being messed with by these kind of artificial 
interests, right? And try to manipulate the kind of uh, path of humanity for their own good instead for all of humanity's good, right? If that's the case, then they are like through this kind of like sabotage, basically, uh, they are able to just end the kind of um, the future of humanity, you know? Because when we rise up to this level, it's no longer about like individual freedom or class interest or, or any of those things anymore. Those are still too small any in, in, in a way. Uh, so it's no longer about just, I mean, it's still based, like it still started from like class conflict and all that and individual choice and like those concepts, but it's being carried out in a way like now it, ha it has evolved onto a battlefield essentially that like they, they are like the kind of, or like I should say like the way, like like all these psych manipulation, learn helplessness, like quote unquote marketing, but really like just like per like human manipulation type things, are the real agendas that's being pushed when we say thing like when we say things like we are pro, you know, democracy, pro individual freedom, pro uh, individualism, pro West. That like it's not just about those ideas anymore. It's about the the entire think tank algorithm that is manipulating our behavior. That's what it allows, because it's it goes two ways. If you're too like if a country like technologically behind, or like uh, like if it doesn't have an internet or stuff like that, this kind of like high tech manipulation stuff doesn't work. Just straight up, right? No LED, no neon lights, no, no nothing, right? But also, if a country, a people, a, a group, a class of a, any group of people is able to grow their own identity, and not only that, but is able to spread their way of living without being uh, kind of manipulated and polluted by this quote-unquote marketing, but really human manipulation kind of uh, thing then that's like an existential threat it's no longer about like what um, you know uh, people like to make fun of us um, tankies were saying oh uh, we like the threat of DPRK countries like DPRK to capitalism is that countries can if people realize countries can live without capitalism how capitalism will just fall apart that's still too rudimentary in a way uh, in the terms of the 21st century. Today, the problem is not just that anymore. It's not just about pure capitalism there anymore. There is no such thing as pure capitalism anymore because all of these human manipulation stuff is be, is the product of capitalism. And when we talk about... Right, and all... Like, it's not just about like individual whatever the fucking free enterprise anymore. It's about the like the ability to push this brainwashing algorithm onto a broader and broader audience. And the sooner they 
capture every territory on Earth. Let's just say that. The sooner they have everyone under that algorithm, the better, because the less likelihood, the like the lesser the likelihood it is that people are going to wake up from it. Uh, in China, we have an expression: uh, the longer the night, the, the the more numerous the dreams. Right. So it's an expression used to uh, describe like, well, you want to get something done quickly, just so that like Murphy's law doesn't happen. Right. Because like the longer something continues, the more odds that things will go wrong, and then you have to you know uh, clean up after yourself, and that's just like a bad situation to be in. And I really think this is what their philosophy is: to push this kind of hyper-consumerist manipulation algorithm onto the rest of the world as quickly as possible, so that nobody wakes up from it and nobody has like the time, resource, manpower. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to form a cohesive rebuttal against it, and the sooner they are able to do that, the uh, like the less resistance they are going to face, and the less people will wake up from the matrix, basically. Uh, basically, so the the postmodernist likes to talk about how like just the very formation of language. And culture has already screwed over our the way that we think, right? But if we can use Neuralink and we can have a way to communicate with each other without being screwed over by language and just communicate pure thought, t h o u g h t, not t h o t, um, then like that whole little thing just will like just become a laughing stock. Not allowing like that may be too harsh. I'm sorry, but like what I mean by that is just like that whole thing will become irrelevant. It will be a false conversation because if we can just p- communicate like pure ideas without the uh, 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 package lost or file being corrupted, if we think about it in that way, you know. Then like, come on, like, whoa, whoa, like that, like that right there, like I guarantee you, is going to destroy a lot of the manipulation stuff that's going to be going on. Because think about it, every day, like from like a dude waking up, getting a morning wood, to them going to sleep and thinking about whether I should masturbate or not before they go to bed, in and out of the brain goes like millions of very disturbing thoughts per second. Well, maybe per, not per second. That's maybe a bit too much. Per minute, that's probably right. And like the the like the conscious and the subconscious. Yeah, like on the surface, we have like the one of the kind of like the better aspects of like the old-fashioned way of doing things is that like you can present like your best side and then like hide all the kind of bad stuff and just like. Pretend that it doesn't exist, but like that obviously is toxic. Right? That comes up with a lot of downsides. But here's the thing: once the idea of like the human, like the like the world of human consciousness is being ex- like is exposed without any kind of barrier, without any kind of hindrance, it's gonna be disgusting. Like remember that uh, episode in Rick and Morty where they like, oh, I can now uh, listen to the and uh, understand the language of animals. 
Right, so like birds chirp and, and, and squirrels or no, 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 not squirrels, squirrels and everything. Um, but like all these animals and like all they hear, like all like Morty is able to hear is like fuck, fuck, sex, food, fuck, fight, fight. You know, that's like literally what bird chirping is. And we think it's beautiful now because we don't understand it. But if we do, then yeah, that's what we're going to hear. And I guarantee you, the people are not going to be too different. Like in like in and out, in every second, like just in like one, like say New York City alone. Uh, and the, the, no shame on New York City. I I enjoy that place. But like I guarantee you, in a city of that size alone, like trillions of thoughts about killing each other, raping each other, murdering each other, torturing each other, sabotaging each other trying to poison each other, trying to fuck over each other. Like, I guarantee you, that's gonna be, like, humanity has to do some serious rethinking. If that was to be a thing. Well, the earlier thing is that, like, so... Okay, oh, I guess here's how to sum it up. So, human thoughts, human conscious experience has these different stages, right? From the lower to the higher, from the lizard brain to the mammal brain to, you know, the, 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 the frontal cortex, uh, the, the abstract intellectual thinking, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, but here is the thing, right? Uh, we were supposed, like, if humanity was on a path where we determined our own best interest without this kind of like manipulation by these like social kind of human manipulation engineering right there like is like the potential for a bright brighter i should say future where we can like transcend above like the lizard and mammalian impulses and actually start to think uh for our own interest but because um, because that's not possible with Western imperialism around, uh, we we don't get to have that. Instead, we just have this like learned helplessness version of ourselves, this kind of domesticated animal kind of versions of of what we could have been. Uh, it's the future that was promised to us and that we never had, right? But since that future is already lost, and now we are at the edge of like technology like Elon Musk's Neuralink and stuff, it's like we will really be in for a rude awakening of just how terrible and disgusting of a people we actually are, both on the individual and the collective level. That's the first thing. The second thing is that we there will be so much nihilism that we wouldn't even know what to do with ourselves anymore. They may, people may just end, the, end up committing mass suicide, I'm not even joking. Right, because like we have lost the optimism, the, the future that the optimist has promised us. And because that we have see, we have already buried that future. Like, let's just, like, talk, like, uh, pretentiously for a moment. Because, like, it's a false, uh, not, not false. It's a contradiction that these, uh, pure lines of thinking people did in them, uh, like, created themselves, right? They pretend that they're logical, they pretend they're rational, they pretend they're biased. 
But really, they have, uh, like, just made academia this place where they can fulfill their own interest. So it, it is biased to be, begin with. But then due to, you know, social classes and authority, etc., etc. Uh, and, like, you know, credibility um, and all these things, if you question it, you, like, you can't... You're, I, you, uh, like, uh, you either just, like, have... Like, you either get destroyed socially, or you uh, destroy yourself socially. If you want to maintain your sanity, uh, you de- uh, like and insist that you're right, you get destroyed socially. If you still want to make money, and are just, like, you've abandoned your quest, you become Alex Jones, you destroy yourself socially, right? So, like, with this unquestionable thing that you cannot question, but this unquestionable thing is also just biased to begin with, and the goal of this unbiased, like this biased, like it's supposedly neutral, but in fact biased thing, it, its goal really isn't to study things to the for the betterment of all, but really just to study things to better manipulate us, so that the elites can, the Western elites can make more money, and maintain their power. Then, like the kind of the ideal oh god that word is just lost its meaning hasn't it uh the 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 kind of optimal structure of this like vanguard group of cutting elites cutting edge elites like plotting and charting out the future path for humanity and then the rest of humanity through solidarity just like uh, like educate the masses and the masses become educate themselves and then catches up to the vanguard thus like humanity like all the way from like the lowest peasant all the way up to the highest intellectual progress forth as one that's like the optimal future or the optimal vision right but since that isn't possible and we have an entity that's basically trying to stop that that kind of optimal model from happening at any and all cost because they don't want to lose their privileged status that's like that's it they have single-handedly destroyed the future of humanity right uh this kind of uh this this love sickening like adoration for stoicism yeah like make every culture like, etc etc et like a shadow of its former self and making like a bastardized consumerist version of every culture. it's it's when like when like that kind of shock is like debilitating it like has the ability to stop any like more rational process coming out of that brain basically i mean no that's definitely a path religion was designed for This is a very good point. Um, so I um, I studied. Uh, I took a lot of psych classes just because I'm interested. I was hoping to get uh, like a major and a minor, major in music and a minor in psych when I graduate. But that's fucking out the window. Um, anyways, and like when I was studying, like they when, when they explained that like so like every subject of study in academia and science has its like boundaries, right? So like you have to draw a conclusion to explain a problem, uh, like a can uh, like a, I don't know. You have to uh, create a model, a working model to explain things within your field of study within the boundaries of your own field. You can't just like branch out to everywhere, right? 
because then like you like a, well, what's even the point of studying anything right so okay that, that's fine like that's very a very fair logical consumption uh, assumption to, to make so uh okay cool but then i noticed something like when they when you look at like the real life cases of people suffering from mental illness people being on people being on medication etc 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 most of it isn't a medical problem or like it didn't start as a medical problem so like when you try to pin like they started as sociological and economical problems and cultural problems and political problems it's like when you so like all everybody can agree in psych that like certain treatments help you know, even like people like who like devote their lives to studying to one thing can still agree with that like other ther- forms of therapy can still help. That's like visible results. Okay, fine, that's very scientific. Scientific, but when try like when you ask like what is the root cause of like any case study, like people just lose their lose their minds and get into all these arguments. And nobody can really prove the other people wrong. So in a textbook situation, we just read everybody's argument and be very like super unbelievably relativistic. Be like, yeah, he's got he's got a point. Yeah, they've got a point too. And, but like I, I'm, you know, you know me. I'm the kind of person that wants a definitive answer. But then like I just like uh, I had like a semester where I didn't take any psych class. I was like, wait a minute, no, all the problems that, like, all these cases of people getting fucked up and being observed like a medical case that they were talking about is really sociological more than anything. So, like, how can you find an answer within psychology alone, right? And here's the thing, right? Uh, Remember the, um, how, like, uh, these uh, trained professionals are, like, so, like, isolated in their fields of operation the thing that we were talking about before right so like in our society when you see people suffering uh you say hey i want to help them then then like the first thing people jump like the kind of social norm to jump to which you know it's not the worst is uh mental health right give them support uh get them to therapy i mean it's not the worst let's be let's be fair here but like since like the problem started as a sociological one and now they classify it as a psychological problem do you see a trend here is boiling it's reducing a collective problem down to the individual level it's reducing a political problem down to a medical one Um, so, like, by reducing collective problems down to the individual level, by reducing sociological problems down to the medical level, you, they are fundamentally refuting any possibilities of curing the problem. Because, you know, uh, assumptions are a, is a very powerful thing, right? Uh, so, assumptions in an algorithm of problem solving uh, if that assumption is wrong, then no conclusion could be right. right? So input, output, incorrect input, incorrect assumption equals always incorrect output. That's just very straightforward kind of thing. I don't know how 
much more straightforward it can get, but, um, not but. So, uh, like, when, when we have this kind of stuff, it's set up in a way to not solve anything. It's set up in a way to just sit there and pretend that they're helping. Not saying that any of these therapists and social workers on their own individual level are not there to help. They absolutely are. These are wonderful people. I've met a lot of them. But the system that they're working in and the the toolbox that they're working with and the things that they were taught is built in a is engineered in a way to not solve problems fundamental problems fundamentally. So like what more do I have to say? I mean absolutely no offense or harm or disrespect to any of these people on an individual level, but on a collective level they are set up to fail. And therefore when I say they are they will fail, I don't mean they're stupid, I don't mean they're lazy, I don't mean they're bad people, they're great people, they're probably better than me in most ways. But the toolbox they were get given is set up to fail. Right, it's like the it's like the unemployment thing too. Uh, I was filing unemployment for my mom. The only reason I was able to cut through that much bullshit is because I have so much experience working with these arbitrary and bullshitty websites for years on end. That's why I was able to like just like in one setting of like three to four hours being able to chow through that whole thing. But like now thinking think like hey, your average person. And there are people like charging serious money right now, uh, like you file an employment for people, sometimes up to three or four hundred dollars per person. I'm not even kidding. Uh, so, and also, uh, think, think about it from a logistics uh, logistics perspective. Just like if everybody started buying masks, they wouldn't be able to supply everyone. I think it's the same way. Like the amount of funds in these like scholarship foundations are not enough if everybody graduated from high school started applying for it. There's no way it is. So like, it just like from that fact alone, you can just see like it is set up in a way as like a, uh, uh, a filter. It's not set up in a way to boost people up. It's set up as a filter to eliminate people from entering that higher. And they trigger these kind of breakdowns in people's emotion, right? So we have this, this comrade that is a uh, brilliant person uh, who um, works in an uh, in, in office, you know, typically. And they are very competent at most things, really. More competent than me, and it, you know. But here's the thing: like at the moment that they de- like start seeing like numbers and math and shit, they they just break down. We were playing a uh, risk, you know that board game, like where you try to conquer the world, and there's like, and like when we started to like count, roll the dices and like count like how much troops we're deploying where on, on the board she just she just like had like a little panic attack and you can see it in her face even though most of the time they're like very competent 
So like these kind of learn to helplessness, right? Like there, okay, there's just no freaking way that like she can't like on and just pure biological and neurological level can't handle addition and arithmetics. There's no fucking way. But learn helplessness, right? And then all the blame gets put onto the individual. They are poor not because somebody else set them up to, in essence, somehow like a cosmologically an idiot. Like that—that's th literally a false argument. That's like that—that's like not even philosophically possible. But then that's the conclusion that we draw because you know individualism. Right, 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 exactly. It's it's almost like the concept of original sin, but being applied to poverty. It's like they are making this theological argument that people, like this, a certain person is inherently inferior. Like, think like a master race, uh, Ubermensch and Untermensch thinking, right? That's like why like I catch, like, just... It's good that we have this conversation because, like, in my day-to-day -day experience, like, I can sniff out, like, like th this kind of, like, behavior pattern, if you will, where, like, this kind of tendency exists just, like, in the working environment of any institution, just on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, I can smell it, like, if, uh, metaphorically speaking. But I can't quite put my finger on where it is, but, like, now since we're having this conversation, like you're guiding my mind down like this path and it's like right they are trying to pull all these sociological and sometimes uh fucking chemical stuff you know think like flint lead water that still hasn't been solved etc etc and you know shitty food and uh nixon's whole policy of having uh these uh the fast food restaurants open up in black neighborhood to make uh, basically sabotage the the uh, the cardiovascular health of the black community, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, that, but also like so, like uh, basically they can blame all this failure onto the individual level of you know um, people of any kind of oppressed kind of background, right? And make them individualize it and make them think that it's their original sin. And since Christianity fits so well with that, because, you know, there is a kind of inherent kind of. Uh, we'd like to think that there is a kind of inherentness in our own faults. And then we beg for salvation by someone who is somehow, like, again, since we. Okay, since people started thinking. That they are in a shitty situation because cosmologically, they are inherently shitty. Like there's like this essence of shittiness in them. It sounds hilarious because it is. Um, but so like they now like have to like the only way out is to worship someone who is in like essence like just cosmologically better than them and beg for the salvation coming down from that messiah figure which oftentimes is some kind of celebrity and idol and icon yeah
Right. Uh, so therefore, like, it's uh, it's it's like really like this like the the the, the worship of Messiah Christ being imprinted onto all these um, celebrities because just worshiping one Christ gives Christianity way too much power so why not then take the philosophy or like the working principle behind Christianity the psychological principle of Christianity and then just like uh, fucking uh, fragment make it fragmented make it uh, liquidized liquidize it to the point where Every rich person, the fucking Kardashian, uh, I don't know, Katy Perry, uh, DJ Cali is a, a Christ. You know, like, no offense to these people, but, like, that's the system they were working in. So, again. Uh, um, it's funny, because, uh, and here's another thing, right? On the individual level, during infancy, uh, we teach, like, compassion and caring for one another, right? Sharing is caring. But then, like, as soon as we hit, like, a certain, uh, um, age, or whatever, like, for the lack of a better thing that I can put my finger on, we start to teach, like, selfishness is the right way to act, and somehow, like, caring is bad is shame upon right we like start to have this like uh how should i say this like culture of worshiping badass or like wannabe badass serif wannabe badassery right yeah somehow like being selfish being tough being stoic having no emotion is like now the new kind of thing and we market it as a kind of uh, growth and maturity. Yeah. But like, at the same time, that's just counterintuitive to psychology, right? Because like the infant is supposed to be selfish. Uh, you know, think about like uh, it, uh, one to two year old baby crying and when it peed its diaper, uh, it needs mom or dad to come here and change out the diaper when it's hungry it just cries to get like the milk bottle you know right that's infantile behavior in like by definition is selfishness and adult behavior is being able to um, have sympathy just like by definition in psychology this is like very basic stuff uh, be able to think from others perspective right uh, to understand um, communication team working etc etc but like somehow some magically how uh we have a culture that's exactly the opposite of that or like this culture is trying to shape people to be the exact opposite of that so by default we are supposed to be selfish when we're little and we're supposed to be more compassionate uh, when we were older, we were supposed to think on individual scale when we were small and younger, and we were supposed to think on the socio-societal scale when we were large, when we were older, right? But somehow our culture is set up in a way where when we were little, we were supposed to uh, think uh, for, for other people and care for other people. When we were older, we are supposed to be selfish and bitter and, and caring and start to think for only ourselves. Like, how, how, what even is that? 
Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I well, okay. Here's the thing. The reason that like I like fell back to Marxism after all these years of trying to, you know, find my own kind of path and not believing anything wholesale, right? Is that like I eventually realized that like once you have, uh, once you look at the world scientifically. Once you consider humanity and civilization as, you know, uh, very important things, once you realize that like the individual can't exist without the collective, once you see these kind of like psychological patterns of people are how people are supposed to mature, which is you know from selfishness to sympathy, uh, and sympathy not only in the moral sense but just like to be able to understand how other people feel, right? From individualism to cooperation, and once you have seen like how history progressed through individual hunter gatherers to like larger and larger socialization and cooperation of、uh, how people organize their production, right? Like there is, and once you accept the simple fact that the interest of Or, or, or like, a,、uh, like the interest of the many is more important than the interest of few, right? And people are born like, like cosmologically speaking, equal, and there is no such thing as original sin or like needing a messiah, and there is no such thing as, you know, somehow like these nobility aristocrats are just inherently better, unless they somehow figure out genetic cloning or shit. Then you know that's a different argument. Like you really cannot like all like if you just tie those points together, you are a Marxist Leninist. Well, also if you decide to do something about it and not just sit in mom's basement and cry about it, <laughs> no, that's a bit rude.、Uh, but you see what I mean, right? It's like it's like、uh, somehow, 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 all of these ideas are like so simple that people intuitively understand it. But somehow these ideas are so revolutionary. But also somehow these ideas are so so shame. These ordinary ideas are so shamed upon by the status quo of the entire world. And somehow there is no alternative narrative, or like real legitimate and. Not legitimate alternate narrative to what we have here in the West. It's like so unbelievable. It's like we're living in, you know, 1984, basically. Yeah. So like, oftentimes I just get, you know, triggered. I guess that's the right word. You know, no, I'm not immune from it. I'm, I'm not a god. But are these simple ideas that some like too much to ask for? Like, why is these I, specific list of ideas, very benign and neutral ideas, deemed radical? Have we like really fallen that far out of? Logic and enlightenment to the point where we are just in the dark ages, 
And anyone who brings up the word logic enlightenment and in this context with this list of things are deemed as wishes that should be just burned on the fucking stake? Exactly. And, um, well, the thing is, like, with that whole thing, like, the leftist take away from that, which nobody has mentioned for some reason, is, um, okay, so, you, you know, like, how, like, before that, there was, like, a, like, a, a god emperor of mankind, right? Okay. Okay, so basically, uh, humanity pro uh, progresses forth, and at like around like uh, thirty thousand, the common era, uh, uh, the the um, humanity has reached a peak of technology, has conquered the entire galaxy, etc., etc. Right? Then these um, so like even in, like going back further in prehistory, there's this like immaterium or the warp in that universe. So that thing started to manifest in the universe, and all the kind of negative side of it started uh, showing up and then humanity just like from the sheer virtue of like the loss of space travel right and so think of like cities without cars can't reach each other so now they have to fend for themselves etc etc oh, fall into this dark age and is filled with like these magic or religious bullshit and it really is a medieval dark age probably even worse with all these cults and uh, kind of uh with no civilization, no no nothing, and this god emperor of mankind finally came out and decided to unify Earth, unify humanity, under science, logic, and truth. Right. So there will be no special class. There will be no uh, no uh, mis uh, no uh, uh, fuck well, superstition of any kind. And humanity is to like fulfill, like to achieve and fulfill its destined kind of um, uh, uh, f uh, destiny of like actualizing and fully realizing its own potential and getting humanity back to the course that it was on before, right? And of course, like during that whole process, like he failed, and then like people think that he is too Machiavellian, people think he's too dictatorial, and then like half of his military forces rebelled against him. So now you have him half-wounded, sitting as basically a half-corpse, and this empire, after another 10,000 years, is just like falling apart, and humanity is exactly where you said they are. This like peasant class of medieval peasants, and this hyper-advanced society of upper-class, and then just uh, like technology stopped progressing forward, they have lost their knowledge of um, how to like how to science in general, and technology is now being worshipped as magic, and just all these kind of ridiculousness, right? But here is the thing, right? One of the ideas of the God Emperor of mankind is that like. Even though, like, it's a very Christian idea, even though he's godlike, he's also fully human, right? So, like, his idea of humanity realizing its, like, potential and future, uh, and, like, realizing its full potential and, like, achieving, like, the best that humanity can do, is an idea old as time, right? And if that is what humanity is supposed to look like, then just going to Christian kind of train of logic that everyone has that kind of potential in them 
So I think Mao has a quote saying, uh, "Like, do not miss us when we pass away, for you will take up the banner and you shall become us." So like that's like my whole motivation, and like that quote is often in China at least, uh, like printed alongside the pictures of、uh, Marx, Engels, Lenin, Stalin, and Mao, all five of them, right? Right, and the, also to take one step bigger, which is not really a big step, but I think like in this day and age we have to spell it out, is that the ghost of the absolute like best possible future for humanity lives within every single human being. The potential for that future has to live on within us. Or else, all is lost. Because if no one is willing to achieve and realize that future, then fuck, just nuke ourselves already. No, seriously, like go, go buy a flashlight, get high, and start jerking off, and press the nuke button. And like, I'm sorry to use all these like very perverted sexual references today, but that's what how people behave. That's just how we are at this point. Right. It's it's like if that like if we don't do that, then what's the point of being human? If we don't fulfill our humanness,、uh, humanness to the best of our extent, then what's the purpose of having civilization? What's the point of all of that if we're just going to revert back to our animalistic kind of instinct and just dwell on it and sit on it and be all sad, poetic, and nostalgic about it? What's the fucking point of that? For me, like I don't know if this is like a new development of Marxism. Because like I wouldn't ever dare to say that I'm only 20 years old, and I don't know shit.、Uh, I don't. I can't even grow a beard yet. That tells you how young I am. Uh, uh. No, seriously, I don't. I I consider myself. I don't know shit, and I wouldn't ever dare this. But like, just like how Trump says America first, I propose humanity first, and that's it. Like if you have to sum like my entire ideological and intellectual existence down to two words, that's it: humanity first. Yeah, well, I, I made an argument.、Uh, so, like, if we are to have free will, okay, that's very good. But here is the thing, right? So. Like in in a world with good choices and not so good choices, okay, then free will, right? But in a good world with good choices and bad choices, why the hell would you even allow people to step into that landmine? It's like a village surrounded by a minefield, and you just say like, oh, people can just have the freedom to not walk out. Then why, like, why, like, like, how about 
you go in and sort out that minefield. Because these people don't deserve to be exploded and shredded into pieces. If anyone thinks that, they should be shredded into pieces. By explosives. Right? Oh, don't do uh, unto others, like, uh, do unto others like they, uh, uh, you would like others to do to you. I don't even remember that quote anymore, but... Like, don't ask for the lower class to suffer things that you yourself are not willing to put up with. It's, it's just hypocrisy, right? You know, uh, being intellectually consistent, being ethically, ethically consistent is the main way to avoid hypocrisy. And be like when do, doing work when you're consistent, that's the main way to avoid procrastination and be reliable. Right? So like consistency is such, such, such an important thing. Now it's not saying that we can't adjust and like have adaptability, adaptability, you know, that's absolutely important. Right, but like the, the, there has to be like at least, um, the, like there has to be a very important, um, just like you're supposed to have like that kind of adaptable chaotic energy. That's like a part of existence. So, too, should you have that kind of consistent energy. And without the consistent energy, the chaotic energy will just lead us to the primordial state of the universe. Heat, death, and that kind of... You know, no, 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 think about it, think about it. It's, an, like, it's the heat, uh, heat death of the ideological world. Okay, so there's all these like uh, great ideas that are very powerful, uh, powerful like the sun, like the black holes, right? So this is just all speaking in metaphor. Um, but then the moment that we've decided that those don't mean anything anymore, and things shouldn't be structured by its weight or its importance or its gravitas, somehow everything is important. Uh, just equally important as each other, so like somehow every ideology is as relevant as each other, right? So in real life, we have this idea called uh, ecological communism, which means like every species, down to like the fucking amoebas, is just as important as humanity. Therefore, humanity is evil because we have destroyed, like our existence inevitably means destroying all these life forms, you know, no matter if we industrialize or not. Like, even, like, just, like, a tribe drinking water out of a river is killing amoebas. That's, like, the way that they tend to think, right? So, like, that's, like, in the real world, but, like, in the ideological world, I uh, think, like, um, humanity, uh, in order to achieve certain things, have to put priorities before the other, but then this liberal just comes in and be like, no, all ideas are just as relevant. Well, you point out that uh, conservative reactionary ideas didn't exist uh, before Marxism, and they are exi their existence is in reaction to Marxism, and they're not an inherently logical and consistent thing of them in and of themselves. They're just band-aids that the bourgeoisie uses to heal their own wounds. Then the liberal will say, no, they're just as important. Think like stem th cell therapy is just as valid as a fucking crystal healing crystal and a fucking band-aid 
think like a vaccine is or like CRISPR Cas9 therapy is just as valid as my fucking essential oils. That kind of thinking is like the over liquidification, the over over kind of um, liberalization of ideologies to the point where if everything is just as legit as any other, then everything is just as bullshit as any other. Because like we have reached a level of division and chaos in the ideological landscape that nothing is possible anymore and nothing is important anymore. And that's a very symptomatic thing of the heat death of any kind of system. At, at this point, it's almost like we have to rejuvenate this the, this landscape with a new energy of some kind. Like, I don't know what form that will take, but just like... But also, um... Like, that's why, like, I'm such a big proponent of, like, the, like, like, the, uh, like, I still insist, like, that the individual kind of, like, involvement has, like, a place in revolution. Because, like, if the intellectual landscape is just experiencing this kind of complete heat death, and that the real world kind of conscious landscape of humanity is just being just uh, dominated by this consumerist um, century long manipulation scheme yeah, like it's almost as if if you don't have like uh, oh god uh, no no, no. Uh, so you know like Thomas Aquinas concept of like the first mover so like things can only be in motion when other things set it into motion so like if you trace back long enough then the first mover is God that set everything into motion remember it's almost if as if like we need to be the new first mover to set a thing into action right it's it's funny because like these uh, so like dry Marxist feminist theory is kind of boring to listen to and you have to like get just like any other academia you'll have to like know your way around like the general history the context and then the vocabulary they used at the time what that meant and you know to, to like even know like what what even these people are talking about but like when like I synthesize it in myself then and then like I try to like apply it to like my kind of personal understanding then like these like Try argument just now become like these cosmological fundamental things. Like I wouldn't say it's clear or easily understandable, but it's a universal, which is why it's so powerful. Right? So like in any theory of any kind of system of learning, the more universal your thing is, the this working model, the more it is able to explain and the more it is able to predict. And the more work you can get done with it, the better it is, right? The more closer to, quote, uh, like, quote-unquote, absolute truth that this model is, you know? So it's kind of the same thing, right? So when we translate, in a way, uh, these dry ML theories into, like, 
what it would mean for us um, on a fundamental level, which, you know, once we realize the uh, ML idea really just comes from these few fundamental points of, you know, humanity first and the, you know, the growth of human civilization, the achievement and the actualization, the realization of the real creators of history, right? And then getting rid of the kind of, um, the model that, like, somehow society is only supposed to serve the interest of a few, um, and then, like, the idea of, like, the guided growth of the people is, like, a very important part in how our civilization advances instead of just having a very small elite class just, like, sailing into the ocean of stars while we are down here like fucking medieval peasants, right? So, like, while we, whilst we are facing the dirt and plowing away, they are sipping champagne in their starships right so while we are looking down at inches away they're looking above at light years out this kind of kind of um dichotomy like it's like just to avoid that future you have to be marxist leninist And being a Marxist-Leninist really just means being a human, like a responsible citizen of humanity, if you will. Right, but no, it's just about being a good, upstanding human being that believes in humanity and is willing to fight for the future, a brighter future of humanity instead of this dystopic one. That's all it means. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. It's um, it's like the first scientists, real scientists in Europe, were all Christian creationists, right? But they came up with the toolkit for us then to be able to refute them. And I'm sure if they were alive today, they would be proud that they were refuted, because that was their dream. Uh, there was this one guy uh, had a very famous quote that God does not govern this world through clergymen and kings and the noble n- noblemen. God governs this world through the rules uh, that he has set. And then no earthly power represents those rules. Which is kind of declarations of like uh, the kind of... Uh, I'm probably fa- paraphrasing it, but... You know, basically it's like declaration for like the... the, uh, the first beginnings of what natural science is, right? The world is not whatever the fuck the Pope said it is. The world is whatever it actually is, right? And those were staunch Christians, okay? Darwin was a devout Christian. But they came to these conclusions and they... Again, like, if they were alive today, like, I'm sure most of them would be gladly proven that they were wrong. It's the same way with us. Uh-huh. Alright, so at this point, it's just, like, 
if like a pro humanity, if a pro civilization, if a pro pro people stance is too radical, then you know what? It's not us that is wrong. It's the world that is wrong. I really, I've never said this in my entire life, but fuck it, I said it. And I say what I mean. It's, it's like, you know, in order to have that kind of environment where I can be proven wrong, I first have to bring into existence that environment in the first place to begin with. So it's almost as if, uh, in China we have this thing, um, it takes 10 years to plant a tree, but it takes 100 years to plant a generation of people. Or like to nurture a generation of people. Yeah, and there's also another thing going along with that, like, the predecessors will plant the tree only for their descendants to be able to sit in its shade, right? And enjoy the benefits of it. And, you know, that's how I've always thought, just because I'm Chinese. But, like, I'm, like, I'm noticing, like, the the lack of this kind of thinking, like, really dis disturbs me. I think that's Star Wars. Star Wars go, uh, quote. Um, yeah, no, because people don't think like that. At all, which is, like, also another problem, right? Because in order for, like, you to, like, take a humanity versus, like, a special, like, in order for you to come to this step of realization that the kind of, um, what human history has been is the struggle between humanity and the special in, uh, class interest, right, or interest class. In order for you to come to that realization, you have to think in long term, because these special interest class classes they think in long term. In, in a way, like just from like a a, a a confrontational perspective, in order for you to fight your opponent at a certain level, you have to first open your eyes to that level, or else you're like going to a boxing match with your eyes closed. Like you won't even understand what's going on before you just get knocked out and KO'd. Which, you know, is what's happening with majority of activists and etc. across history, right? And even if we do start to get on that level, we still get knocked out all the time. Just because we are so disadvantaged, right? But then, like, let's bring it into a practical level. In order for you to understand, like, what, like, how does, like, humanity, this, like, abstract concept of what some people would like to call bullshittery, um, like, how does that relate to the individual? Like, you already have to be at a very high level of both understanding the ma macro and the micro at the same time, right? Like, understanding how they play into each other, understanding how one can't exist without the other, right? And that's, like, an understanding that's very hard to come by by just, like, reading, maybe by just, like, shoving Hegel and Marx into people's face. That is not something that you can just somehow get in an instant when just like 
and be, like being locked in a room and being forced to read Das Kapital. Does that make sense? Well, the fact that he writes in German and then German translation into English is always like long ass words with huge run on sentences. Like, uh, like somehow, like you have to like keep all these things in the back of your head just to, and just to focus on like one singular string of text. Yeah, the 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 like all the things that's going on that you're supposed to be remembering, but realistically, like is that is that a re reasonable expectation? Eh, I don't really think so. That's not really a reasonable expectation. Just to expect out of you know. Um, well, also, uh, I was just, I was just thinking, like, like, one is to make it more accessible, that's the obvious kind of thing to do here, but also, like, it, like uh, we are almost certain at this point that this kind of cognitive incapability or lack of cognitive ability of the proletariat is almost intentional. So, like, one of the examples that I always like to go to is uh, Richard Nixon, during his presidency, set up a, a kind of a quote-unquote stimulus uh, package for the uh, the black community neighborhoods across America, right? So, back in the day, uh, the black neighborhoods were poor, yes, but uh, they uh, ate pretty healthy. They planted vegetables in their own yards, right? So, that's how they were able to get along. Well, then Nixon, uh, the motherfucker, managed to come up with a way to, like, make, like, the loan kind of, uh, loaning process to be, like, optimal for, like, these, uh, fast food companies and these, um, fast food chains and these, uh, high-interest loan companies, right? So what ended up happening is just... Well, um, these companies are, like, these businesses are the only kind of profitable businesses to exist in the black neighborhoods, right? So then you ended up with the entire, just like from that moment forward, generations after generations of people of African descent suffering from obesity, diabetes, and then the, uh, the fucking uh, poison, their, their drinking water, you know? Poison their drinking water with lead. Uh, the chicken breast that they buy at groceries filled with heavy metal. Um, the best, uh, like the eggs they eat, is filled with antibiotics, right? And they get very few vegetables, and the fruits that they do eat is very little, if at all. And the juices, uh, like all the all the Kool Aids and all the Capri Suns, is actually no fruit at all. It's just filled with sugar and additives, right? So like all these things are like uh, the uh, well um, the uh, well how should I say this um, the lack of nutrition also disturbs me. Does that make sense? Well, I mean like. Just from a biological level, the proletariat is being set up to fail. 
Which is why I was so insistent on like making people take multivitamins and shit. Right. It was why like I was so insistent on getting that guide out there. Like why why like you know people think I'm crazy, but like uh, again like the ones that think I'm crazy is mostly um, the ones that haven't seen like what real poverty is like. Whereas I have, I lived it. And I know what it feels like, what it tastes like. So like uh, that's of course gonna be priority concern, right? So in, in that sense, um, but like that's not the only way, right? And if we're gonna get into um, like all the failings of uh, like like these kind of uh, intentionally set up to fail kind of thing against the proletariat, we can go on for days. It is like the very fact that I got, we can go on for days. The very fact that I am struggling to find words is like should should be something to be concerning in and, and like should be telling in and of itself. Well, because like there's all these things that I want to mention, and if I do, they can go on for four hours. I won't. Have time to go to the bathroom. I won't have to have time to eat dinner. I won't have time to go to go to bed. And all we do for the next 24 hours, 48 hours, is just talk about all the examples of how all the odds are stacked against the proletariat to the point where we are basically being nerfed into inhumans and being buried into the fucking dirt. And I, we like this conversation will be so emotionally. Traumatizing. That like like people listening to this might as well like go go seek therapy after this. Uh, I mean like the, the reason that I'm here talking, reaching out to people and talking to you is because I've already have had that kind of realization, and I've already like been on the receiving end of it, and I've already kind of somewhat at least up to a degree uh, recovered from. It. And so, like, I'm able to like just give out this information wholesale without being interrupted. But, like, he he here's the thing. Uh, like, for people like just like starting to think about this kind of first time, or like for people that's still suffering in poverty right now, to listen to me just like, like just like like uh, basically like, like completely tearing away like all these scabs, scabs, like psychological scabs on the these these mental and physical scars. That they've built up over their entire life. That's not fun, buddy. Right. It's almost like like I can give people the toolkits, like the physical toolkits, but like in order for them to make like the mental toolkit transition. Like I don't like I don't even know where to start. Does that make sense? Because like being in like somewhat of a like uh, I guess you can say privileged uh, background, even though I'm like shit out of everything at this point. Uh, like I always had the idea of that like if there is an opportunity to like make me more capable and make me stronger, 
I will jump on it no matter what, just so that I don't have to deal with, you know, shit again. But like, I it like surprises me and disturbs me deeply that like this kind of stuff is not like how people think. Like, I, I don't blame them, but like, where do I start to change or to like give people that kind of mentality? I have no clue. Zero. Now, at this point, for the proletariat, it is no longer about, like, living a long life or anything. It's to be able to fight so that, in the future, our class can even dream of living a long life. Like, uh, maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too, like, I'm exaggerating. Maybe I'm just, like, too extreme. But, like, I really do think, like, the noose is around the like, is being tied around the neck of the proletariat and if this generation doesn't you know try to defy that then it's like it's all over man so like it's less about like it's like less about me living a healthy happy long life and more about like I will sacrifice myself just so that others can have the chance to live the life that I wanted. Yeah, it's it's like it's like uh, this is like revolutionary thinking, like right right here, right? Like I am will like I am gladly to like give like I'm willing to like gladly give to this cause that probably won't benefit me, but if other people can get something out of it. Then through their kind of joy, if you will, and fulfillment, and like my kind of higher purpose is also fulfilled. Right? So, like individually, we are always, always, always so super limited. We don't know anything, pretty much. But so, okay, here's this concept. Uh, have you ever heard the concept like uh, a man, uh, a human being, like die? Like there's three deaths that we experience. One is the biological death that we experience when the doctor declares the ceasing of heartbeat and brain activity. That's the first one. The second one is when um, uh, our family show, our family and friends shows up to our funeral. Right, that's like our social death. Then the third one is when people, uh, so like people are going to remember us. Right? So in the intellectual world, we are still very much alive until people have completely forgotten about us. Then we are truly dead. So in the Odyssey or the Iliad, I think it was the Odyssey, um, they asked, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, like, uh, do you want to live a long life or do you want people to remember you forever? And he said, I want people to remember you, remember me forever. Because living a long life, like, people are still eventually going to forget about me. Like, even if I live a thousand years, right? Which was the deal that the gods made with him. But if my name can be remembered forever, then in a way, I can never truly die. Because in the collective conscious world of the all of humanity, I will always be there wisdom in a in a intellectual or like a, a kind of a conceptual one sense right 
And that's like kind of how I value things, if that makes sense. Like I know, like I won't live to figure out like how like how how the Big Bang happened. We are gonna how we're gonna create the universe. I know I probably won't live to live to see um, the creation of the grand unified theory in physics. I know I won't live to see interstellar travel. I know I probably won't get to see colonization of the solar system even. But if I can make sure that like my contributions directly leads to humanity being able to do that, then through that contribution, at least cosmically, I will not die. Hmm. Exactly. And through the vehicle that is the human civilization, if I give it a significant even of push that I shall become it and through it I am immortal and no that's the same this is a, another very Christian idea so um the the, the fuck was it in the Acts of the Apostles where they say like all the faithful after they die they, um they will continue to live on to eternity with the church because if they are like a, basically a good enough saint and has lived a significant enough life that the church, the Catholic Church, for the next thousand years or till the end of time or whatever the fuck, will always remember the deeds and the the, the name and the deeds and the the, the the everything in the soul of that person, right? So, so it's like these ideas are not inherently bad. They just need to be applied to all of humanity instead of like a special interest class, right? So, like, if you think, like, it's eerily similar. Like, people can call me a religious nuthead if, if they want. I don't mind. But, like, I mean, yeah, no, I, I don't care. As long as it, it gives, the, like, as long as overall it makes sense, and overall it helps humanity, then, yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, um, well, for me too, that's how, like, I kind of, because I, I, like, very early on, I realized, like, in religion, there is, like, an important, like, spiritual aspect of, like, like you said, zeal that, like, it can, like, it's very effective at pushing people. And oftentimes, it becomes, like, the sole, like, supporting element of a person's entire life. One of our professors is like that, you know? Um, even though, like, he is, like, very open about religion and he doesn't, you know, well, like, try to have that conversation, he is, like, devoutly Christian and, like, uh, the whole, that whole thing is, like, the only reason that he is, like, able to motivate himself to work. You know, show up to the office every day and yada, yada, yada. Um, so, like, very early on, I realized that, but I know, like, that's, like, a very bullshitty way to go about it, right? Because, like, it's based on, like, these ancient, oftentimes false assumptions. Uh, it's, like, even if sometimes they're not false, they're definitely outdated to a point where it's just not relevant anymore to the modern audience, right? So then, like, that's where, like, you know, the, the, the negative part of the OK Boomer meme comes in. And, you know. But then, like, I, I realized, hey, uh, what if we can take like we can somehow align that with Marxism 
Turns out we can, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, I just saw a um the Instagram account of um. Fuck capitalism twenty twenty. Uh, it has the F word in the uh, Ford sign. Like instead of F O R D, it's F U C K. Then the font of capitalism is in the font of Coca Cola. The background is red, and 2020 is like uh, the, the the like the the MAGA font. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. that is it for this episode of the Marxist Think Tank. Catch us every other week here on SoundCloud. To allow us for our reporting and our content to remain independent, please consider donating to our Patreon and becoming a voting member in the link down below in the description. If you have a news tip or would like to talk to us, please email admin at marxistthinktank.org. Our editor is Sean Sanchez. News writer and producer is Reggie Truman. And I'm Oscar Bastille. Thank you for listening.